0: Matt and Chris are teachers, high school and elementary, respectively. This past spring, Matt had a great idea that he floated to his principal. What if, as a film nerd and movie buff, he created and taught a film course for high schoolers? He was shocked and slightly panicked when she said yes. Matt and Chris spend the summer debating titles and teaching methods, creating a course that we're both proud of. Fast forward to now, three months into the school year, and Matt is a full-fledged film teacher to 60 students. This is the story of how the course is going, what we're watching, and how the students are reacting. Thanks for tuning in. You've joined the class in Film 101. Matthew. Yes, hello. <laughs> oh, warning sign. There we go. How are you?
1: I'm well. Good. Yeah, we're on holidays.
0: We're on holidays. How could we be anything other than great? Um, we're back with episode four. and our, Are we doing this is this the final one?
1: I think, I think it could be. I'm ready
0: for ballot boxing. I'm so excited about season two.
1: Yeah. We're close enough to uh, award season now that Mm -hmm. I think
0: we can't have an overlap.
1: No. And we've used this as a warm up essentially. And you know, the last couple of weeks could be, it's going to be, I mean, I'll talk about what we're going to do, but Mm -hmm. it's mostly work periods
0: for the kids to
1: prepare for their final project. I don't think,
0: want to listen to us talk about the work periods or the final presentations. No,
1: I mean, I could talk about what the structure of the final project yes, is, yes, yes. but um, I don't think I need to report on how it goes.
0: Mm-mm, no. And, uh, and, and we're very excited about Oscar season warming up. Yeah. Um, Can we just talk about that for a second? Yes. So we watched Maestro. Yes, we did. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not going to talk about it now, obviously, yeah. but just like that's. We're we're like one movie out of nine or out of ten ahead on ballot boxing for this year. Yeah.
1: We haven't recorded anything. No,
0: no, no. But we've talked.
1: Now here's the question is it before we were if, if it were to be nominated for Best Picture, mm-hmm. would we re I'm not watching it? I'm not watching that again. No? No. Okay. Another
0: didn't like it or no. liked it. I am I'm not leaving that up for debate until they actually got time for that. I ain't got time for that. I'm not watching that too. It's more than two hours. I'm not watching that movie again. Two hours and fifteen. Yeah, yeah. no, thank you. No, thank you. I watched it. I made notes. I made a review. I did that on purpose in preparation mm-hmm. for ballot boxing season two. I wouldn't have done a review if we didn't have a podcast. Okay. So and a, a semi-popular podcast too. I'd like to put out there. Semi-popular mm-hmm.
1: among our listener.
0: That's right, our listener. Uh, okay. So what are we talking about today?
1: Uh, so we're talking about the final third of the course, essentially. Great. Um, and how I structured things. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, I'm going to we're talking about the movies that I showed. And we can discuss whether or not they were good choices or not um and we'll go from there i i had originally sure they
0: were great choices originally
1: when i i had a high-minded when i when i put this course together mm-hmm. i thought the directors in focus are going to be uh classic
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh directors i thought stanley kubrick was going to be one billy wilder was going to be one um i was going to go way back and while i did that with the one class off the hop uh, by doing alfred hitchcock um it was pretty clear to me that the kids needed it to be contemporary in order mm-hmm. for them to, to really enjoy it. And I think that the open level grade 11-ness of the course is showing itself in that way. Mm-hmm. I think if this was a for you, if mm-hmm. this was a grade 12 university course, which my principal did not say no to. He's
0: currently mulling over. Yeah,
1: um, is considering it f- not for next year, but perhaps for the year after, mm-hmm. if we can build this one up or keep sustaining what I've, I've done this year with enrollment in it. And if there's like a sustained interest at a for at you level, I think you could go with more avant garde filmmakers sure. and you could go further back and you could do foreign language films mm-hmm.
0: and... different group of kids.
1: Yeah, it would it would be entirely. Um, but this I'm, I'm sort of uh, pandering to the clientele,
0: mm-hmm. which is fine. Yeah.
1: So um, director and focus was the next thing that we did mm-hmm. in the course. And I went with I wanted to get some Canadian content mm-hmm. on the board at some point. Um, and wanted to go with something that was like contemporaneously connected to some of the filmmakers that were putting stuff out right now. So, mm-hmm. went with uh, Denny Villeneuve for the one class. Is he
0: Canadian? He is French. Okay. So, yeah. is he like the biggest deal Canadian really in Hollywood right now?
1: Uh, no, that would be James Cameron.
0: Well, does or he Ryan really Reynolds. Count? James Cameron has been out of Canada for so long. I think, in terms and of also, cloud, filmmaking,
1: cloud. I don't think there's anybody that.
0: He's such a classic
1: narcissist jerk. Yeah. Yeah. Well known, but people are still lining up to work with them. Kate mm-hmm. Winslet gave up like prime years of her career to appear as a animated figure in these films, mm-hmm. the Avatar movies I that guess. are going to start rolling out every two years pretty soon. So
0: we uh, again re- revisit ballot box season one to find out what we thought about Avatar two. Avatar two, what Christina specifically thought about
1: Avatar two. Neither one of us liked it. Anyways, I think that was probably our, our most poorly reviewed of the the Oscar film.
0: Maybe yeah. Yeah.
1: Anyway. I, we didn't even think it belonged. I mean, I didn't think Elvis belonged either, but I, mm-hmm. um, as an Oscar contender, mm-hmm. what that's neither here nor there. You can listen to what we recorded. So for, for Villeneuve, I showed Arrival, which I know you hate. Mm. Uh, it's got the uh, classic child in peril um, trope that you just won't tolerate Spies. in a film. I showed them Dune, um, which was really self-indulgent of me. Mm-hmm. About I was thinking about like what else I could have because
0: shown. Because you love Timothy
1: Chalamet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then uh, Blade Runner 2049 and part of the reason like those three was like I could have gone Sicario but that really pushes the limits of violence um and nudity and there's like a sexual assault in it and it's it's a pretty hard R, and it's Mm -hmm. also like um complicated Mm -hmm. and I didn't want to have to like explain the plot I know you didn't couldn't show enemy there's like more than one sex scene in that. That's the one that finishes with the spoiler alert. It, it was filmed in Oshawa mm-hmm. and it has like a spider motif all mm-hmm. the way through it that I don't think the kids would have mm-hmm. dug. I wasn't about to show Polytechnique, which is about the school shooting Yeah. Um, uh, yeah at the Ecole Polytechnique in Montreal in 1989. And I'm forgetting, oh, pass, um, Prisoners, yeah. which is like about child murder and oh, no. pretty unrelenting wow. he has He's like got a, a
0: real uh real person, penchant, penchant 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 for that Pen-tool. Pen-tool for that uh yeah
1: so i i went with his sci-fi stuff mm-hmm. instead because i thought that's he lives in a like a i think those movies are more fun mm-hmm. and the kids really respond to them and i picked blade runner 2049 because the, that class had responded so well to blade runner
0: mm-hmm.
1: and we had a very fruitful conversation that lasted like quite a long time
0: mm-hmm.
1: on that one and we so, got
0: to look at dreamy ryan gosling the whole time
1: yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: Great. What a yeah, win. win for everybody.
1: And then we did uh, David Fincher for the other class. And again, Fincher, like immediately what springs to mind would be seven, mm-hmm. uh, or fight club. Mm-hmm. And I ruled both of those out for content reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, although I think seven is not quite as, oh, I would, I don't, that'd be revisionist history. It is pretty violent mm-hmm. and gory and, and, really not for school, <laughs> yeah. and the Kevin Spacey of it all being a prominent yes. character in it, which doesn't tarnish the movie in my estimation, but I think there would be some who would have a real problem with mm-hmm.
0: it. I and, like what you
1: picked. Yeah, and Fight Room wasn't really on the table either. I thought about... I don't have the game, so I mm-hmm. couldn't show the game. I didn't want to show them Alien 3, so I went with Panic Room, which they really dug. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I've said Doug too many times in this, but spot you so dug far.
0: it. Well, I'll say it too now. You dug it too, though. When you came home, you had forgotten what a good movie it was.
1: Yeah, it's so stylish. Yeah, there's um, total control over the lighting and the camera movements and the set,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: it's so meticulously put together mm-hmm. and quite thrilling.
0: Is Fincher crazy?
1: Fincher is one of those directors that insists on like hundreds of takes, right? Uh, or not hundreds, but dozens of takes, right? For even minute things, And, right. um, controls every detail mm-hmm. um you know the, the rumor is, is that there was a scene in gone girl which i didn't show where there was like an extra in the background that wasn't doing something and he like blew the whole thing up because he's like why why are you walking like that nobody walks like that to an extra that was like a fuzzy blur in the background right. but he just he focuses on the details
0: mm.
1: allegedly mm. and some actors are like totally wrung out by working with him and others like,
0: love it love it
1: mm-hmm. love, love being that directed so we did The Panic Room, or the, not the, just Panic Room. Uh, we did The Social Network.
0: Mm-hmm. Great movie. Uh, yeah,
1: terrific movie. And and then I did Zodiac, mm-hmm. which uh, almost crossed the line with violence. There's mm-hmm. a couple of like pretty grisly murders in it. But the kids, um, I think, responded pretty well to Fincher in general. And those were productive discussions. Good. Yeah.
0: All right. So take a quick break, and we'll come back with you next week, which was what?
1: Uh, we, we did... We're back to genre. Right. And basically, I'll talk about the three genres we did, which were action, adventure, romance, and then caper. And those were undecided genres up until the last minute. And then I took some feedback from the students and then looked at what I had in the collection and thought about what I wanted to show. And so I landed on those. And then we'll talk about the last uh, director in focus, which is still ongoing, technically. Okay. Uh, we got two out of the three done and before the And the end of the course. And the end of the course. All right.
0: We've got to get moving here. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Be right back. Yes, we are. All right. So uh, I feel like Action Adventure, was that the week of your birthday? Yeah. Was that your little birthday present to yourself? Yeah, it yeah. was. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. So Action Adventure I did, um, I tried to uh, organize the movies around some sort of motif mm-hmm. that was similar. So for the one class, I showed Unstoppable with Denzel Washington and mm-hmm. Chris Pine on the uh, runaway train, um, recently um, listed by Quentin Tarantino as one of the best action films of the 21st century. It is so century. good. It's terrific. Yeah um and so the the motif there was sort of nonstop action right um transportation
0: and your other movie and so the
1: other movie was mad max fury road right which are like couldn't be more different in terms of setting and tone but had the same propulsiveness right and a lot of moving camera and a lot of long shots and um again like the kids were pretty into it there was a lot of like confused faces in Mad Max Mm because they were like trying to figure out who's who and what the motivations of people are. And it's not about that. Mm -hmm. It's just about like things moving fast in the desert and things blowing up and stunt work. And, um, it, the plot is immaterial, Mm -hmm. frankly, and you can't even really understand what, uh, Tom Hardy says for most of the movie. Mm -hmm. He's like grunting and putting on a weird accent. I think he's trying to do a Mel Gibson impersonation Mm. from 1980 or 1979 when the first Mad Max came out. Right but neither here nor there that movie really hinges on Charlize theron's mm-hmm. character is terrific she's really really good the other action adventure um class say the other class we went with um more adventure mm-hmm. and more disaster adventure or um human tragedy so we showed the perfect storm with george clooney and uh mark Wahlberg, directed by wolfgang peterson which i rem- i've seen in bits and pieces because i've shown it in my classes uh, for fishing, believe it mm-hmm. or not, teaching about <laughs> teaching about like the perils of fishing and mm-hmm. the, the life and lifestyle of fishermen, and and then followed that one up with Everest, um, which has got a real all-star cast.
0: Mm-hmm. And that you and I just watched in the last year.
1: Yeah, um, and it's terrific, and um, really uses CGI effectively. Both of them are really CGI heavy, mm-hmm. so although the conversation never really went there with the kids, and they don't seem to notice mm-hmm. the things are CGI or they expect things to be CGI. Um, but the, there's a, there is a, a certain, um, practicality to some of the filmmaking and then there's some green screening and, and stuff like the perfect storm. They, they, it was the largest tank, mm-hmm. uh, anything's ever been filmed in. And when right. waves are splashing over the deck, it's actually waves splashing over the deck, mm-hmm. washing the actors uh, around. And when the guys are climbing Everest, like they're, they're doing a little bit of mountaineering. It's on a, it's in a controlled environment, but they're actually doing it. So, um, and both of those movies of course like feature like real tearjerker tragedies which some of the kids had been pining for mm-hmm. it, like, they wanted something that
0: would make them cry oh god so I tried all right then we went on to
1: next uh next genre was romance mm-hmm. and um, some of the
0: girls had requested this this was like a student voice yeah, week
1: yeah yeah and it, like I didn't want to be uh stereotypical about it but it was like a few a few of the, the young ladies in both classes that mm-hmm. were like I need a good cry they, that sentiment was expressed. Hi, Roll. <clears throat> so, Ladies,
0: do better. <laughs>
1: uh, with romances, uh, as with action, I I picked things that were shorter so I could go to, I By this point in the course, it's pretty much totally abandoned um, <laughs> any sort of like instruction or right. pre-teaching. Not to say that we're not, like when there's themes or, or um, representations of people in it that are problematic, we're going to stop and talk about it. but. Um, we have not done the exploration of the, the, the social project the, the same way that I think it was originally intended. It's right. become more of a film appreciation course than a film study right. on like a real technical level. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I, I, I thought I'd be remiss if I didn't show something older and then something more modern. I like that pattern. Mm-hmm. So class one, we did Casablanca as a romance and I, um, You know, because it's black and white, half the class went to sleep right away. Never Mm -hmm. gave it, never really gave it a try, a try. And I found that pretty dispiriting because it's like, you know, on everybody's top 10 list of Mm -hmm. all time great Hollywood films um, with terrific performances all the way through and and really memorable lines and and inspired films that came after it. And
0: And problematic black characters that you can talk about.
1: Yeah. um, And the kids just didn't care. Mm -hmm. And then the follow-up was Once, which is um, a little indie gem mm-hmm. basically shot on so good. on cell phones that was uh, about buskers singing in Ireland. And it, while it's not a, um, a romance in the sense that uh, they end up, the couple ends up together. Spoiler yet,
0: alert. Well, we're assuming oh, people things. Oh man, okay.
1: Um, there is a, like a really beautiful act of friendship at the oh, end that is, um, yeah, it was, I, I thought it was moving did not evoke the, the tears that I thought it would. Oh, man. Um, and both of those movies, again, sort of the motif of things not working out. They're, mm-hmm. they're romantic, but things don't work out the way you'd expect in the mm-hmm. end. They're
0: not fairy tales. They're yeah. Romance.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's about, you know, people pursuing love and being in love and, and wanting love and affection and, you know, hurt feelings and all that stuff. I like, explored all of that stuff, but the kids didn't. They get really hung up on the plot, mm-hmm. you know, and, and there's always like a, what should have happened mm-hmm. with Casablanca. They just didn't care. It mm-hmm. was really, really, uh, really tough.
0: It's just, a, it's just, it's just who they, they are. It, one... Well, it may just be a bit beyond them at this point. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't know that yeah. I would have gotten Casablanca when I was 15 or whatever. Yeah. How old are
1: they? Yeah. 15, 15 16, 16. Right? 16. Some of them are 17. Uh, and then the other class for romance, we did a brief encounter, mm-hmm. which you haven't seen. It's been remade a couple of times. This is the. Uh, Celia Johnson, Trevor Howard, uh, directed first film, film directed by David Lean, who went on to direct a whole bunch of famous stuff, most notably Lawrence of Arabia. And uh, the kids really bumped on, there's one sequence at the end um, where a character contemplates doing something drastic. Mm. And the kids were like, couldn't get it. They mm-hmm. didn't understand, and they're like, "Why would you do that?" And she's selfish. And mm. um, but that was interesting. Their read on it was quite interesting. And then we watched Brooklyn with Saoirse Ronan. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, which have which seen that? Yes, you have. Okay.
1: It's it's lovely. All right. It's just a lovely movie. It's Did a, I she, love it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She's an immigrant to Brooklyn from Ireland. Right. Um.
0: Did she go home?
1: She goes home. She's married. She gets married in in New York to yes. an Italian guy, and then she goes home like right after the marriage because somebody's sick, uh, she goes home for a wedding.
0: Right.
1: Um, and but then, doesn't uh, bring her husband or she goes home for a sister's funeral. And then That's doesn't bring, it doesn't can't bring her husband cause right. like, nobody has any money. Right. And then she stays for a wedding and then there's uh, Domino Gleason is there and he's sort of courting her and she's mm-hmm. not being honest about what's going on back home.
0: Oh.
1: And, uh, it's about uh, options and both of those movies in terms of a motif, were about women and being women, being empowered and making decisions about their romantic interests. Hmm. Um, and that class did kind of get that, we're, that there was something connective about the two.
0: We're spoiling things anyways. Does she, Who does she end up with? Then? She goes home
1: to her husband. And, oh, good. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. And then we ended on capers mm-hmm. and I picked, um, I liked capers cause they're like, we'd already done film noir mm-hmm. and um, which I can't remember if we talked about. We did okay, um, and uh,
0: oh no, it got cut. Yeah, right. I didn't put it back in. that's right. Sorry, we did film noir, and there was a technical issue, and I it got cut. Yeah. We did them. So I'll just I'll it. say
1: really quickly that for film noir, one class saw Touch of Evil, mm-hmm. the Orson Welles film, and then Brick, the Ryan Johnson neo noir with mm-hmm. uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt, which I'd highly recommend. Mm-hmm. And then the other class did The Third Man and Chinatown and the they, Chinatown really blew their minds. Mm-hmm. They really love the ending of Chinatown. The ending of Chinatown is like staggeringly have I seen it? upsetting. Yes, you have. All
0: right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry.
1: Yeah, I don't remember the don't, movies that yeah. we watch. Okay, so we did Catch Me If You Can for yep. one of the classes. Leo.
0: Uh,
1: Leo's great. Leo Tom maybe Hanks. At,
0: Leo may be at his best.
1: Tom Hanks kind of just
0: not. Mails it in? Ah,
1: his accent's brutal. Oh. The character ends up becoming like a father figure.
0: Yeah.
1: Christopher Walken's really the. The best acting performance mm. in the movie, and Spielberg at that point was really doing that oversaturation with light, yes. Which I, I don't stylistically love. Mm. He's trying to make everything look gauzy and soft mm-hmm. and, and romantic and classic, um, but the period details were really good. Amy sight. Adams is great in it, and then we did Out of Sight. You got J Lo, J Lo snuck
0: J Lo into the course. You know,
1: little Michael Keaton action, love it, and Don Cheadle using the uh, unfortunate racial slur. Oh, jeez, yeah. You know,
0: can't get away from yeah. That. Which mm. the
1: I, we paused it and like had a you know, conversation. Just, yeah, it's just it's aggravating, but it yeah. was there. All right. Okay, so coming back, we'll we'll talk about um, the, the final final director and focus and the final project.
0: The end of the semester.
1: All right. It's a amazing. lot of me talking. To you. Okay, we're
0: back, and Matt's going to talk about the end of the course. Uh, and just now, we tried to go in and get the. Like details on the final projects, but the you know our our email is just locked down now. It's challenging to get into it, so Matt's gonna go by memory. That's right. All right, my memory. You've got a pretty good memory. I'm sure you'll remember most of it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I do okay.
0: All right. So right now we're in the middle of another direction in focus, which is?
1: Uh, class one is looking at Christopher Nolan
0: mm-hmm.
1: and class two is looking at M. Night Shyamalan. My mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm. favorite. Yeah. My favorite. Love a good twist.
1: So for Nolan, well, all of these are twisty as hell, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, for Nolan, I went right back to the beginning. We started with Memento. I could have, I don't have following, which is his first, mm-hmm. maybe it's like only an hour and seven minutes. I've never seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, I could probably have tracked it down. Uh, went with Memento, and it bamboozled the kids. Mm-hmm. They had no idea what was going on. Yeah. Wow. Um, and it, it, and then we watched The Prestige, uh, which was um, more, more, uh, more to their taste, but also similarly confusingly plotted. Mm-hmm. And I found that in both cases, the class, um, not to the same extent that I feel it, but they were confused and thought that it was like overly complicated for no particular reason. And I I think that Nolan loves to do that. Mm-hmm. He loves to sort of flex his intellect and demonstrate his craft. Mm-hmm. And, and, um...
0: You should call him Nya Nya Nolan. <laughs> <laughs> nya Nya, I didn't well, get this. Yeah,
1: and it's also like his, his dialogue is often just so expositional
0: mm.
1: and female characters are not well drawn mm-hmm. and uh, have very little to do. Shocking. Yeah. Um, but it's nice to have Michael
0: Caine. Mm-hmm. Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Yeah, we love him.
1: And then for the third film. Friend of the
0: pod. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Michael Caine, friend of the pod. Oh my god. Can we add Wesley Morris to the friends of the pod? Uh, is, he, is he listening? He's not aware of us. I
1: would die. I know.
0: I, I... <laughs> so would I. Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, and then the third one is to be determined. Um, it's either going to be Inception. Mm-hmm. Or it's going to be Interstellar.
0: Oh,
1: that's Or a- it could be Oppenheimer. Or I could do Batman well, Begins. You had
0: already decided against. Okay, first of all, not Batman Begins. Secondly, you already decided against Oppenheimer because you said there's something in it sex scene? Yeah. So can't do that. So it's between Inception and Interstellar is a pretty tough choice.
1: Yeah, I think probably Inception.
0: Oh, see, I'd go Interstellar, I think. Murph! Murph! Murph. <laughs> it's so good. When it, and
1: that one adheres better to the. A uh, convoluted timeline mm-hmm. theme mm-hmm. that he has in all these movies, right? Um, or or parallel realities. Um, Inception. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. They both do the same things too. Mm-hmm. They like, you know, overwrought music and mm-hmm. expositional dialogue. Uh, for M Night, we went with Sixth Sense, which
0: blew their minds. Y-
1: yeah. Um, the one thing that is really problematic with this course has been that I only have 75 minutes. So every mm-hmm. movie I show gets interrupted. Mm-hmm. So for that one, uh, it got interrupted at the basically hour and five minute mark. And that left us the final 40 minutes and a hell of a lot happens in the final 40 minutes of the mm-hmm. sixth sense, including the big twist. And I Ted said to the kids, like, whatever you do, don't spoil this for yourselves.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, and some of them were like, why would you tell us that? I was like, we never would. Why would you tell us? Like, well, now that I've told you not to spoil it, like, mm-hmm. just don't. Right, but it seemed like by telling them not to spoil it, it ensured that they would spoil
0: it for themselves. That's dumb.
1: Yeah, well, I wouldn't call them that, but the action of looking up the ending of a movie that you're whether in the middle you told of watching, them to do it or not yeah. is ridiculous.
0: Um, did and that's it's my opinion. I'm allowed to say yeah. my opinion on this podcast. Uh, did they? I have a question for you because you didn't answer this before when we were talking about it. When when the big reveal happens were like, what's the reaction like in the classroom? Do they, do they do anything when they react? Quiet. Quiet. It was quiet. Right.
1: A couple of like patting the person on the shoulder, like, (laughs) but nothing, no, not any like, oh my God, nobody fell out of their chair.
0: Right.
1: Nobody was like aghast at what had happened.
0: But they also were like,
1: they weren't pissed off. They weren't like, oh, that was, that wasn't fair. wasn't
0: there. I thought, what movie was it? I thought it was that movie where there was a kid who was like, he tricked me. I felt triggered because he tricked me or something.
1: Oh yeah. That was that. Yeah. Right.
0: So yeah, that's, I get that. I get the like defensiveness of feeling like you weren't smart enough to catch on earlier because all of the signs are there. Right. I felt a little bit like that. Very
1: clear. I loved
0: it, but there was like 10% of me that was like, wait
1: unlike a lot of movies where when you know the ending it's not really interesting to watch it again it's still interesting knowing you're the looking. ending yeah you're looking and you're like oh my god
0: yeah the motif of the red it <laughs> means that yeah yeah and and your <clears> other <throat> big revelation from that movie was haley joel Osman.
1: haley joel Osment, probably the best child acting performance ever
0: yes. done yes ever, ever.
1: anywhere yeah. he's so good yeah he's so terrific in
0: mm-hmm.
1: it. so shout out to him <laughs> and, of the yeah you know, <laughs> like, ooh, a lot of friends. Gosh, could you imagine if no. like more than no. just our not even all our family is is listening no. <laughs> to this?
0: But, our two friends. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Thank you listener. Um finally, uh Unbreakable, yes. Unbreakable for the next one. I'm, I just decided to do these in order. Yes. Um and Unbreakable didn't hit them mm-hmm. the way I'd hoped it would. Mm, it's so good. It's so slow mm. and one kid was like, "Why is it so dark?" And we had a decent conversation about why is it so dark? What is the point of it being dark? Because it's a choice. Mm-hmm. It's not accidental. It's not like, you night know, put it together and then went like, oh, damn, it's underlit, Yes, right? It's deliberately dark. And why is that? And I think I personally sort of landed on the idea that it's uh, symbolic of David Dunn living in the shadows, mm-hmm. not, not coming into the light, not understanding what his true purpose was. And I thought it was all deliberate. Mm-hmm. So coming out of the break, um, I might do two more with them mm-hmm. with that class just because that that's the class that's sort of like really driving anyway um so we're gonna do signs
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then i don't think i have the village i could check
0: you that was my on suggestion the shelf right here has right now big just vamp for a second all right um i really enjoy all of those movies m night Sh- we call him m night shamala ding dong around here because i can't ever pronounce his last name i should really just learn how that's yeah. probably probably pretty racist no, no, we, we
1: don't have the village oh i could probably get it
0: i saw the village in the theater
1: yeah, me too. With
0: you? No. When did it come out? Before us. I don't think so. I'm reasonably sure it did. Mm, I think you're wrong. Okay,
1: well, regardless. Um, and then I was thinking maybe Split, because Split is the oh, follow-up.
0: so good. Oh. I forgot about that.
1: Yeah.
0: He's done so many good movies.
1: And then I was also thinking if we could f- maybe grab a copy of it as Knock at the Cabin Door, the new one that uh, he just did. Oh, we
0: haven't, I haven't seen that yet. Yeah, neither I. Oh, okay. so we'd have I. We'd
1: have to see it and then, all right. and then make a determination of whether or not it was okay. I'm looking up signs
0: because, oh, 2002.
1: Signs is 2002, but the what? village is the one you're looking up. Oh, and this is fun. People listening to us, Google things.
0: Well, that's all
1: right. So I'll just, if you can show me the timer, just so that I know how much time I got left you know, here, I'll just speak really quickly, two minutes. Um, so the final project um, in the class is the kids have, uh, there were like nine different options, but essentially they have to make uh, a short, presentation on a movie. Mm -hmm. They have to either demonstrate uh, why they think a movie is a great movie or why a movie is terrible, Mm -hmm. because that was something they'd requested. Um, uh, Pick a movie that belongs in one of the genres that we've studied and talk about why it's representative of the things we learned about the genre. Mm -hmm. Um, Compare a movie to its remake, compare a movie to its sequel. Um, I made a whole bunch of different options. Mm -hmm. And then they had to propose what it was they were gonna do. Mm which some of them did. Mm -hmm. And then they have to make notes on the film and they have to do that by hand. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was like their only homework over the break over this holiday was to watch a movie and make some notes on it. Right. Some of them will do and some of them won't do. Uh, I asked them to do a synthesis of critical reception of the film. So Mm -hmm. they had to go out and find two or three professionally accredited sources of criticism Mm -hmm. and just sort of like synthesize, okay, what are they saying about the movie? What's what
0: was, Hot tip for students that are listening to this podcast. I know there's a few of you. Matt, Mr. Thomas loves Robert Ebert. So if you Roger Ebert. Roger Ebert. So if you can... Did they call him Robert? Yeah. What is wrong with me? Roger Ebert. And so, if you can find a movie that was reviewed by him, you'll get bonus marks.
1: Yeah. And of course, we like Wesley Morris, too. And if we it's love Wesley Morris. It would be hard, though. Wesley Morris has been reviewing since the 90s in the Boston Globe, I know. San Francisco Chronicle. But
0: in the New York Times, he hasn't reviewed much lately because he's a culture writer. And so, he's yeah. writing about He's other writing things. a novel or writing I know. a book of some I know. sort. He keeps Can't wait for that. it, Wesley. Okay. Yeah. um that out there.
1: And then uh, they have to write their own review of the film and then they have to present their explanation of the film in five minutes or less
0: i love all of this yeah. I, I like as a former high school student myself who took a film course i would be debating so hard about all of these options yeah.
1: so that's been film 101 all right it's been a short podcast oh my
0: gosh so four four episodes so we're, we're good yeah uh join us for ballot boxing yeah we'll be Season back soon too yeah
1: in the next uh in the next month or so we'll yeah. start rolling some stuff but as soon as the nominations drop we'll start dropping episodes
0: <laughs> thanks for listening everybody
1: bye thank bye you very much